Now come the days of the king. Now more of The King's Court with Kevin Slayton on 590 The Fan. Welcome you back in. We are live at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri. We're on uh, Bryan Road. Come on out and see us. We have a lot of fun out here. And they have a big screen, 154-inch flat screen projection TV. You really cannot beat that. And we're lucky enough as we welcome you back into the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, to Welcome our good friend, our handicapper, Kevin Todd from thesportsbrokers.com, who turns outcomes into income and has shows on Saturday and Sunday on 590 The Fan at 9.30 to 10 Saturday morning to predict those games and Sunday from 11 to 11.30 in the morning, both shows on 590 The Fan, 590thefan.com. Kevin, how are you, my friend? How you doing, Kev? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. And like always, I want to let your listeners know, Kevin, that today I have two games, one in college and one in pro. I absolutely love. I am documented 4-2 and two in the NFL on Thursday night football. And tonight I'm going to give both winners away to your listeners absolutely free. All they have to do, Kev, is dial 888-320-7517. That's 888-320-7517. Or go to my website, thesportsbrokers.com. Read up about me. See who I am. Opt in, and a broker will call you back today with both winners. How about that, folks? 888 320-7517. 320-7517. You get two winners. That's a great way to start the weekend. The games have been crazy, haven't they? I mean, there's been some wild ones and some wild coaching decisions that have resulted in turning the game around like that Oregon-Washington uh, Oregon, uh, game last Saturday. Yeah, well, what about the week before when Miami, all they had to do was sit on the ball. They fumbled <laughs> it, and they lose to Georgia Tech. And, that's not, and let me tell you, this is the second time he's done it. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had Miami money line in that game? Oh, How no. Much money, I, oh, my gosh. They had to be laying probably 10,000 to one at a 21-point dog. I'm favorite, oh. I should say. That was, you just go, you just hunt that guy down. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, let me tell you, as far as the Washington and Oregon game, I think is, that was a good call for Oregon. It was fourth and three. They make the first down. The game is over. And instead, they lost, but they had a chance to tie the game, and then the kicker missed it. And Oregon, in my opinion, dominated that game in the second half. They did, but I, I always look back and look at that decision, and I say, you know what? If you make it, you win the game. But if you punt it, and your defense can't stop them from running the length of the field, you deserve to lose. Yeah, you could look at it that way. You know, I'm, I've just always been, if I don't have a defense, then that's my fault because i got to be able to stop you. But, you know, that's how these games are today. It's much harder to stop people than it is to score. I mean, yeah. you know, no matter what it is, people seem to be able to run the length of the field and get a field goal at the end of the game and tie you up. Well, the rules have changed both in college and the NFL. It's more like uh, flag football than tackle football with the way you get roughing the pass or, or the pass interference. And, and every play is hold, Kevin. It's just a matter of they, if they call it or not. Yeah, it's funny you, you, you describe it that way. Tom Brady said that yesterday. He said they seem to be wanting the NFL to be going more toward flag football uh, because they've got flag football in the Olympics now, you know. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw that. And how about this? Let me tell you this. You know, last week in the NFL, only two teams scored more than 26 points. It's not a good product right now. I mean, it is really well, bad. 
It's really dull, bad. Every time Baltimore's playing, that's going to be my pick against you this weekend. Who do you like? What, what game are you going to give us this weekend, and I'll try to beat it? I'm going to give you two. Right now, my first game in college is um, I really like Penn State in this matchup, getting the four-and-a-half points at Ohio State. They're playing revenge. This was the only loss last year Penn State had was at home against Ohio State. Now, if you look at the teams that Ohio State has played, I mean, listen, it's not really anything. They played an overrated Iowa team, an improving West Virginia team, Northwestern, we know, is a bottom feeder, and, and UMass. So that's four of their wins they got Ohio State. And I know both of these teams, Kev, they're combined 18-3 and three straight up and 18-1 and one straight up and against the spread in, 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 uh, in line games. But really stands out for me is Penn State. This is the year that Penn State can actually make it to the, 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 the playoffs. And I really like them. They're 9-0 against the spread, their last nine Big Ten contests. And they're also 10-2 and one against the spread their last 13 conference games on the road but ohio state and, and, and let me tell you right now they're zero and five against the spread is home chalk of 10 or fewer points and zero and five against the spread in games when both teams are unbeaten and in the top five i think penn state could go on the road catching the four and a half and actually win this game outright i'm taking penn state in this matchup I like that call. That's an interesting call, and those numbers are interesting about Ohio State. I don't, I'm not impressed by the eye test on Ohio State, and Penn State has to stop scheduling people like Delaware and UMass so that I can get a better idea of how good they are, but I like that pick. That's a gutsy pick, though, going into Columbus, uh, but I like it. I'm, my number one pick of the weekend is going to be the Detroit Lions plus three at Baltimore. I think the Lions are the real deal. I think Baltimore is about as dull a team as you can find, and I think – that uh, Jared Goff is becoming one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, yeah, listen, I'm telling you right now, between you and me, I bet $1,000 yesterday on my uh, DraftKings account at Jared Goff to win MVP at 19-1. to Wow. And I took their coach to get coach of the year at 22-1. to I think those are two outstanding bets, and, and I think they got a great shot because Detroit's definitely going to win that division. And if he comes out, and let's say for, he only has maybe three to four wins, because if you look at their schedule, he could easily have three to four wins. Goff is going to have to play good. He could get MVP, regardless of what Tua and Mahomes are doing that everyone's talking about, and everyone else, and, and everyone else uh, above him, because no one's talking about it. And their coach getting a lot of respect now in the NFL. I would uh, say right now, as we talk with Kevin Todd from thesportsbrokers.com, I would say right now that Mahomes isn't even in the conversation for MVP. I mean, it's nothing necessarily against him, but he, his offense hasn't done much. He doesn't have any receivers to throw to. I don't even think he's in the conversation. Uh, two, of course, has an elite crew of receivers, but I, I think your golf call is spot on. I, I really think he's playing into elite status. Yeah, and then, like I tell you, that is a great bet for your listeners right now. Even if they can't bet that much money, I'm telling you, it's a season-long bet. And let me tell you, when they go into Baltimore, and if they go on the road and they beat Baltimore, I can promise you this, Kevin, those 19-to-1 odds will drop significantly, probably 12-to-1, because now he's going to get the respect, because everyone thinks that Baltimore is all this is this great football team. If they go into Baltimore and they win, mark my words, I wouldn't be surprised if these odds drop down to 9-to-1. So I took it yesterday on the chance that Detroit will go on the road and win, and my 19-1 to looks really good. 
And not only that, they'll have a win on the road in Kansas City to go with it. So th- those are pretty good bookend wins for a Coach of the Year award and a, and a quarterback as MVP. Uh, what's your second pick? You like Penn State first. My second pick, listen, and I'm telling you right now, listeners, I love this next game that I'm going to tell you in the NFL. It's I would say if I had to pick a game, I mean, this is a game where I'm telling you, I'm going to put a ton of money on this game myself. But, folks, let me tell you, before I give out this next winner, give me a call right now. I got both winners today, one in college, one in the pro, and they're yours free. All you have to do is dial 888-320-7517. That's 888-320-7517. You get my college and my pro pick for Thursday night, and I'm documented four and two. My record is unbelievable. I'm here. I want to earn your business. Be Be a Part of something big, folks. Me and my inner circle, I'm telling you, 2-0 tonight. For my second pick, Kev, listen to me. I love this game, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy. Folks, listen to this. I love the Eagles at home against the Dolphins laying the two and a half points. Kev, if you go back and you look and you see who the Miami has their wins again, I'm going to tell you this. The combined wins for the teams that they're played already is 5-23. and 23. Let me repeat wow. that, Kevin. 5-23. and 23. Miami has beaten up on bad football teams. They're supposed to do that because Miami, they say, is an elite team. But the teams they play right now are garbage. I'm telling you right now, Eagles coming off a loss where they should have won. I'm not going to say they lost last week to the Jets. I'm going to say they gave that game away because <laughs> of bad play calling. You come out of the two-minute warning. Jets don't have any timeouts, and you're throwing the ball, you run the ball, you waste the clock, you punt it back to the Jets with maybe a minute 20, you make Zach Wilson drive the length of the field to kick a field goal to beat you. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to do that. Am I right, Kevin? I think you're spot on. I thought the same thing, and it's funny. I had a friend of mine call me yesterday, and he's in a pool, and he said, I'm stuck on this uh, Dolphins-Philadelphia game. I just have to pick the winner. I said, Philadelphia. They're coming off a loss, and I didn't rec- I didn't realize the Dolphins' record was what you just quoted it as. I uh, now I'm really glad I made that pick. Yeah, against the teams that look, they have all those wins, and the, and the combined record to wins for the teams they beat are five and twenty-three. Let me tell you, the Eagles are six and two straight up, and against the spread at home in bounce back efforts. After they lose a game, they come back home and they're six and two against the spread, including. 4-0 against the spread the last four times this has happened, Kev. They're also 16-8 and straight up and 17-7 and against the AFC East, including 6-1 and against the spread versus teams that have a better record of over 750. Dolphins, they're 1-5 and straight up and against the spread in games coming off a pair of 14-point wins. The weather, folks, I know you don't think it's going to be a factor. It's not going to be Dolphin weather where it's 80 degrees and beautiful. This is football <laughs> weather. It's probably going to be less than 50 degrees. The Dolphins are traveling. They're playing a team like Philly. Listen, Kev, I don't know what else to say. I love this game, and I'm telling you guys, listeners now, I am going to put a monster ticket on this bet, and I'm going to post it on my Twitter account, at Kevin Todd Sports, before kickoff. That's how much I think the Eagles are going to kill the Dolphins. That's phenomenal. The sportsbrokers.com is Kevin Todd said. Hey, you call him 888-320-7517 right now. He's got two winners for you tonight, free, and he wants to earn your business. 888-320-7517. My second pick is going to be a college game. I'm going to go, and I know that guys in your business probably don't like giving away a lot of points, but I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to give 23 and a half to Virginia, and I'm taking North Carolina at home. Well, 
You know, North Carolina is coming off that big win against the Hurricanes, which they were actually win. losing at half. But Virginia's got their problems, Kevin. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't lay that. But if I had to pick your side, I would agree with you. And I want to tell you another thing, Kevin. Not last week, but two weeks ago, um, I posted a three-pack of winners. I posted a tickets that I bet $30,000 each two Sundays ago and won all three th- – all three games, and I put them on my Twitter account. So I'm only one of the few people, Kev, that put their money where their mouth is in this business. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, that's that's that that is uh, something that people need to consider. If you're putting your money on it, then why wouldn't I put mine on it? Exactly. What I do, Kevin, I treat every client's money like it's my money. Just because there's a sporting event on TV, Kevin, doesn't mean you have to bet the game. I find where the odds makers make the mistake, and then I go out and I take advantage of it. Folks, I'm telling you, I got two winners tonight. You give me a call at 888-320-7517. I'm telling you, you go 2-0. In fact, Kevin, I'm guaranteeing I go 2-0, or I'll give them the weekend for free. How's that? How about that, folks? That's hard to beat. You two and zero to start your weekend. That's the best way to go. There's nothing like being two and zero after Thursday night. It doesn't happen often enough, but if it's going to happen tonight, you get the whole weekend free. If it doesn't happen, triple eight three two zero seven five one seven. Kevin Todd, thesportsbrokers.com, where he turns outcomes into income. Two shows over the weekend right here on 590. The fan to preview the games Saturday nine thirty until ten in the morning. Sunday, 11 until 11.30, and you get the best handicapping advice that you'll find anywhere. And that Great stuff, be, Kev. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I'll give you the two, and I'll give the two winners to your uh, producer there so you know what games we're on. You got it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Kev. That's Kevin Todd, thesportsbrokers.com. And, folks, he has 888-320-7517 for you to call if you want to get the two winners tonight. Great stuff. I mean, I, I get the biggest kick out of it games and boy when when the guy in his position is putting his money on it they don't often say that they will but when kevin does he means it and so he's out to get himself and you some dough and that is phenomenal so good for him that that's interesting though that philadelphia game five and 23 the dolphins are i mean they have really played some dogs i know they played the played the patriots so there's one and six but well, they played some other dogs, apparently, as well. You want them? And, and that is incredible. Um, no, no. Uh, uh, hold on to him, Cole. Right. Um, it, it is amazing, though, just exactly what the Dolphins have achieved. You look at their numbers. You say, wow, this is a team that could play for the Super Bowl. Then you find out 5-23. and 23. Now, great teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right? Uh, and, and that's what they do. But in this case, they haven't played anybody else, so you don't know. I always quote this Steelers, and this was an interesting statistic, those Super Bowl teams that won four out of six years. The Steelers were 500 against teams with winning records, but they beat up on the dogs on their schedule. That's what great teams do. The difference is the Dolphins haven't played anybody except dogs, according to that number, 5-23. and 23? Are you kidding? I've, I had the Eagles anyway, and now I'm really con- convinced they're going to cover it. I mean, this is a minuscule spread a field goal playing at home the Eagles are angry they lost the game as Kevin said that they gave away to the Jets that's one to follow Cola I know that our, our fighting Irish uh, came away with their biggest win in a while uh, against what I consider to be an overrated Southern Cal team 
Uh, what do you think that does for them? Are th- uh, I mean, I believe they have no chance at a playoff. If the field were expanded to eight teams like it's going to be, then I think they would be in the, in the running. But with two losses, uh, that loss to Louisville was a killer. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of sympathy for how they blew the Ohio State game, even though Ohio State's going to be a competitive team down the stretch. And then even then, I don't think Ohio State's going to be a playoff team either because I think Michigan's going to take care of them. So that that quality loss, if you will, I don't think will garner them any points. But I that, couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I think I think the truth is Michigan's going to blow Ohio State out as they have the last two years. Yes, I, I 100% agree. And I think Notre Dame is actually getting a lot of sympathy for the Louisville loss because of the spot where it was the third game out of four straight ranked teams. So there is a level of sympathy, but I still don't think there's going to be any resume at the end of the year to where Notre Dame is going to be a 10-2 and team, hopefully, if they, if they win out. And people are going to be talking about the playoffs. I just don't see that happening, and especially with – the recency bias that 100% takes place, even if there were some crazy scenario, Notre Dame's back half of their schedule isn't all that tough. And so no, I don't think a whole lot of people at the national level are going to be focusing on Notre Dame football the rest of the way because all of their most interesting games just happened. Yeah, and uh, in, in that streak, they didn't win them all. So th- that's, that's what hurts. Now, they do have a great win, in, in my opinion. I think it's a great win against Duke on, on the road. Uh, that's impressive. But those other two, they just didn't uh, get it done. They do have Clemson, though. If Clemson keeps winning, uh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, you're, still, you're still, even if you win that, you will split your two, excuse me, your four toughest games. So two and two against the toughest part of your schedule. Mm. I mean, it, it, it's good for the alumni to talk about, but it's not good for the college football playoff. And that's why it bothers me that the non-conference schedules against uh, that some of these teams schedule aren't really considered. They say they consider them, but I don't think they do. For instance, Michigan will probably run the table and go undefeated unless they get stunned by somebody. And their non-conference schedule was a joke. A joke. Exactly. And I think James... It wasn't even as good as Missouri's. No. James Franklin, I think, just had a comment about that, too, in a press conference recently, talking about how and he didn't say which team, but everybody knew how teams within the conference in the Big Ten were canceling home and homes and basically just gearing their schedule towards going 12-0. and And I don't blame him for making that comment because it's absolutely true. And that is the responsibility of the playoff committee for not really holding teams accountable for that. Because when we made the playoffs and we got away from the BCS... People thought that the eye test would become a much more important factor, and that's why we wanted wanted to have humans making these decisions and not just machines. But the humans are afraid to make bold decisions because they don't want the criticism, so then we're left with the exact same decision-making that we had previously. Well, having said that, James Franklin scheduled Delaware and UMass. (laughs) So you're you're talking about 126-7 to they outscored those two teams. So when a guy schedules those two teams, he's got a lot of balls to, to criticize somebody else's schedule as being weak. Those are his two non-conference games along with West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia's okay, yeah. but, but UMass and Delaware, you shouldn't be scheduling those teams. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it on 
social media in the Penn State faction of people that I know, you know, are jumping, oh, you know, well, everybody does it, and it's a great payday for those small schools. Well, that's not your job. <laughs> your job at Penn State isn't to keep another program afloat. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, very generous of uh, James Franklin to keep Delaware football existing for at least one more season. <laughs> yeah, De- Delaware and UMass. Although I'm not so sure that they can, can continue playing after getting beat 126 to 7 in the two games. You probably hurt half their team. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's incredible that you have the nerve to talk about someone else. But that's how these coaches are. It, it, they're, they're, there's almost blind to their own pathetic scheduling. I mean, Penn State has no room to talk about anybody. Exactly. But if you want something done about this, you got to look at the playoff committee. And n- now, they're, I guess they're creating more room for themselves by expanding from 4 to 12 teams where now they don't really have to make tough decisions, at least not at the top of the bracket, because whoever's fifth or sixth is going to get in anyway. And now they're going to have automatic qualifiers. So their job just keeps getting easier and easier because they don't want to make tough decisions. Yeah, and Michigan's got East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green yeah. on their schedule. Those, those are their non-conference games. You got to be—you can't be serious. I mean, if to me, if you want to be considered for a playoff and you schedule that way, I'm not going to consider you. I don't care if you beat Ohio State 100 to nothing. <laughs> you, you, look at the rest of the games on their schedule. The Big Ten's not very strong. It's top-heavy this year, and you've got Rutgers, who's bad, Nebraska, who's bad, Minnesota, who's bad, Indiana, who's terrible. Michigan State, who's bad. Purdue, who's bad. Penn State, then Maryland and Ohio State. So Maryland has an okay record. Uh, they're 5-2, and two, but they just lost to Illinois at home. So the only two games on Michigan's schedule are two of their last three. And they're at Penn State, and they play at home against Ohio State. Yeah, that's it. That's, the rest of their schedule is a joke. It's a three-team conference. I guess we can throw Iowa in the mix, but they only play one side of the ball anyway. And even yeah, well, when they I win. Mean, it's uh, 10 to 3. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think their offensive coordinator, who is Kirk Ferentz's son, he actually has it in his contract that I think their offense has to average, I think, 26 points per game. for him 25. To, 25 20. points per game for him to be renewed as offensive coordinator <laughs> next year. They're 6-1, and one, and he's still not going to hit that clip. He's not even going to come close. No. And, 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 and you know what else is, is odd? Because they'll probably give him credit in terms of the total points when your defense scores points. Because their defense scores as much as their offense Basically, does. yeah. And, and, and it's so bad at Iowa that they, they needed to make this change a long time ago. But the problem isn't the coach's son being the offensive coordinator. The problem is Kirk Ferentz. He's been there forever, and he still can't produce points. Here are their numbers so far. In their games, they have, they've lost one. That was to Penn State, 31 to nothing. So that shows you what kind of a level playing field they're on if they wanted to compete with the better teams. Uh, they scored 24, 20, 41 against Western Michigan. Probably 20 of those were on defense. Nothing <laughs> against Penn State. 26, 20, and 15. They just beat Wisconsin 15 to 6. They might as well strap on some leather helmets and play. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that because that's the style of football they play. They play that slowly. I mean, it can't get any worse than that. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, at least they have women's basketball up there. Well, they do, and they got, what did they get, 50,000 people or something like that at yeah. Kent Stadium? I think their women's basketball team, I, I can't swear to this, but it was something like their women's basketball team in one game outscored their offense in the past, like, three games or something <laughs> like that. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, that's going to wrap us up from the Irish Gypsy 
Pub and Grill. We're happy to have been here this Thursday. We'll be there. We'll be here next Thursday, right in O'Fallon, Missouri, on Bryan Road. Great time here. A huge flat screen projection TV, folks, that you can come in and watch the baseball games on tonight. College football's tonight. Of course, big college football weekend, NFL weekend on Sunday. They'll be packed. It'll be fun. A great atmosphere here. Come on out and see what has been voted the best hidden gem in our area, the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri. All right. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.